Well, it's a special edition of the Film Survivor Podcast this week. Uh, I'm your host, Tom Santilli, and uh, today I'm going to be joined by Gordon Holmes. Uh, Gordon, anybody who has listened to my podcast or followed my stuff, uh, you know, through my years as being Survivor Examiner uh, for Examiner.com and then now, uh, you know, covering the show for RealityT.com, you know that I check in with Gordon almost every single season, it seems like. Uh, Gordon Holmes, of course, is the uh, he covers Survivor and is one of the uh, you know major press presences out there, I guess, for Survivor uh, for Comcast uh, XfinityTV.com, actually. So um, yeah, Gordon uh, covers the show. He actually goes out uh, and has been out there at on select seasons where he actually gets to go out there with the press and run some challenges and actually gets to be out there for like the first three days of filming. Uh, he was not out there for season 35, but he was out there for season 36. Uh, I'm probably not going to be able to get anything out of him <laughs> in that regard. But uh, anyway, he's a bigwig in the industry. He uh, also uh, is the curator of the Survivor Hall of Fame. And so we'll be talking a little bit about that. Usually when I talk with Gordon, uh, we're doing kind of like a preseason uh, look at the look at things and uh, you know, kind of evaluating the cast before having seen them. So this is the rare uh, special talk with Gordon uh, where we're doing it mid-season. Uh, we're currently two episodes in on Survivor Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. I'm getting better at saying that. And uh, I'm going to talk to Gordon about his thoughts on this season, uh, his thoughts on the players this year in all things Survivor. So uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Gordon Holmes. Gordon, what's going on, man? It's Tom. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm uh, well. Things have been good? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, uh, you ready to talk some Survivor then? I am. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. So, yeah, uh, Gordon, you know, the last time we spoke, um, you know, as we kind of do, you know, I tend to speak almost every season at some point, uh, I wanted to, before we kind of get into he uh, he I always mess this up to heroes healers and hustlers <laughs> triple H for some reason I've managed to get the cadence down remember <laughs> heroes first and then hustlers probably the least fancy of the three is always last so that's that's how I, I keep it straight in my brain I'm gonna use that tip and, and hopefully move forward here I'll be able to say it a couple times it's it's the healers that always trips me up for some reason I don't know why but uh. <laughs> I wanted to uh, just kind of check in before we get into this season, just kind of check in with you on, in terms of um, Survivor as a whole. You know, what did you think of, uh, you know, the last couple seasons that we had? We just got through, um, you know, Millennials and Gen Xers and then uh, uh, Game Changers this past spring. Um, as, as a show, you know, where is Survivor at? Is it headed in the right direction? Is it still going strong? What are your thoughts on Survivor these days? I mean, I think we're kind of in a new golden age as far as, as the show goes. I, I, I always said that, you know, the show began and everybody enjoyed it with Borneo and Australia. And then it, to me, it kind of petered off, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, around four or five. And then I, I credit Rob Sestranino with bringing it back when he was the first one to, you know, not be happy being part of a four-person alliance and kind of trading his way to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really feel like, you know, you know, people think that, you know, your Nicaraguas and your South Pacifics aren't among the higher-rated seasons, but I feel like maybe starting with, um, not Philippines, like I think Philippines is good, but, you know, uh, maybe that first blood versus water, things have really seemed to pick up. Mm-hmm. And there have been some slower ones like Worlds Apart, but for overall, I'd say, 
you know, we're, we're in a, a string of some really, really solid um, seasons. Uh, personally, um, I got to admit, I have uh, my survivor enthusiasm uh, took a hit with last season's um, Varner Zeke exchange. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, when 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 Jeff outed uh, Zeke without his his consent, and I've had a little trouble getting it back, to be honest. Um, I was on location. Um, in, in the in maybe May or June, and had this conversation with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm really hoping for whatever moment helps me buck this. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's right around the corner. But um, yeah, I'm kind of in a, a an odd place with the show right now. Well, that's that's kind of like the, the dangerous tightrope that it walks because every so often you you realize by watching the show that there really it is a game. And there are, you know, kind of unspoken, I guess, limitations as to what you should be able to do within the rules of the game. And clearly Varner went over several lines uh, with what he did. Um, yeah. And, it, yeah, it just kind of shows you, though, you know, like we're watching this and it's, it's fun when you it gets into the strategy and, you, you know, people kind of like the cutthroat nature, you know, sometimes. You know, people loved and hated Russell Hance, but he's another example of kind of pushing the limits as to what's acceptable. Johnny Fairplay with his grandma dying thing. Um, but I think, yeah, Varner definitely pushed it to new heights as, as to kind of the despicable side of human nature that the show like Survivor, really the social experiment that is Survivor uh, kind of brings that out of people. Yeah. And, you know, I'm somebody who, you know, having my job, we know whenever anybody knows what I do, they want to talk about Survivor. And it's it's kind of, you know, it, it's been tough to, to it, you know, it's easier when, when you're very excited for the show. Right. So sure. I'm, I'm hoping that turns around quickly. Like, I, I don't think it will be forever, but it's, 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 it's kind of stuck with me. The other thing people debate all the time, the ongoing Survivor fan debate, is about, you know, the whole returning player idea versus, um, you know, wanting to see all new players. Uh, this season, of course, uh, season 35 is all new players. Um, are, do you feel any kind of burnout in terms of the returnees, uh, that they've been doing? I do. Um, you know, I, I'm someone who loves to see returning players, but it, it, when you, when you do it too often, it seems to lose, you know, lose its luster. Mm-hmm. And I know they were really happy with millennials versus Gen X. And, and they were really happy with, uh, particularly the energy the millennials brought to the game. So um, hopefully we're we're in an, an era of like you know give give the returnees a rest, um, make some new stars, and then you know bring them back. So um, yeah, I, I'm 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 happy to have a couple cycles of uh, you know new players. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you mentioned the millennials bringing some new life. Um, I want to talk to you too about the kind of overall age of the cast uh, as it's gone through the seasons. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, let's first dive into. Um, this season, it's kind of cool for me in a way, because, uh, typically when I talk with you, we're doing kind of like a preseason, um, look at the, look at things, you know, we're not, uh, we haven't seen anybody play necessarily. And you're kind of just giving some kind of first look predictions this time around. Uh, we're two episodes in, um, we've gotten to see most of the players, you know, uh, over these past two episodes. So, um, what's your, what's your feeling, uh, so far this season has, has heroes, healers and hustlers, um, brought back any of that spark uh, lost uh, from Game Changers for you? Well, you know, we're off to a, a slow start. Maybe that, that's maybe that's not even right. Maybe it's just, it's, we're, we're off to, like, I'm a big believer that, like, man, it's, it's, it's hard to get voted out first. Mm-hmm. 
just be cool. Some, <laughs> someone else is going to freak out. Somebody else is going to make some mistake. Just be useful, be nice, and stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, that first episode, the exact opposite happened. Uh, maybe the obvious vote, vote went home. Um, uh, was it Katrina? Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, did Alan try to um, Alan tried to make it him. Yes, weirdly. He did. Uh, so, but you know, then last week we had like you know perfect, you know the the outcast of the tribe versus you know the challenge guy who's annoying everybody. Like mm-hmm. that is typical, like Survivor at its at its at its core is you know who are we keeping around and you know alliances come into that. Um, I think there's a lot of likable people this season. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if there's anybody that stand, is a standout villain. Even Joe mm-hmm. um, is, is, you know, he, he he's more an, an aggressive player. And we don't really, we used to consider aggressive players to be villains, but fortunately, we don't really do that anymore. So I, I think it's off to a, a a nice start. Hopefully, it's there's a you know like that, which is which is fine. Like you, you know, everything can't be, you know, these insane tribal councils. Well, I guess it can, but um, <laughs> like no, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling positive about. It what we have so far yeah that first episode for me it seemed really rushed you know survivor i'm typically never i'm usually in awe of like the production obviously of the value of the production that they'd put on um but i I really noticed it for the first time ever really in the premiere episode usually they'll do like you know not not all the time maybe but it seems like they usually start off with like a 90 minute app or a double app um to kind of begin the season and with this being a 60 minute app you know really with commercials and everything i know it's like 43 minutes or whatever but uh it really seemed rushed that first episode just seemed rushed and kind of sloppy dare i say uh did you feel the same way well i don't know if sloppy is the right word it's but it's just like you're introducing people you want to introduce people to 18 new contestants mm-hmm. over a 44 minute show and you know you're not even like it, it, it's kind of and you don't you don't want to focus on the the tribe exclusively that's going to tribal or people before the immunity uh, challenge are going to know what's up. Um, right. I, I think that, you know, I, I know ideally they would love to have a 90 minute episode, but I forgot what was, what was premiering afterwards, but they, you know, they, they, I think they worked within their limitations. Um, I, 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 they did the thing where they, they left you guessing because they didn't give you enough information. Like obviously, like I, I thought that Ashley was a goner. Mm-hmm. Um, I assumed Christy was going to play the, the super idol. Uh, to save her buddy Katrina, turns out the next day, you know, in the exit press that, you know, Katrina and, and Chrissy weren't that close and Chrissy wanted wanted Katrina gone. So yeah. that, that's my, it's like, you, you kind of want to, like, you know, craft your story, but, um, you know, give us, give us all the pieces to understand. Like we, we, right. like I, if you're watching the show, I don't know if you still know why why Chrissy didn't save Katrina. Exactly. Yeah, you almost need the background of the, you know, the exit interviews to kind of understand the episode, which isn't really the That's way That's why we are so vital to the process. <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a must, especially your your stuff, Gordon, of course, I must say. Uh, uh. Um I urge all my listeners to uh check out your stuff as I always do. But uh yeah, so, you know, that's what I kind of liked about the second ep is, is yeah it was kind of slow and you said it was kind of like classic survivor you know where it was between the you know who do we vote out the annoying guy or the the girl on the outside but I kind of liked the pace of it it felt so much slower I felt really like I got to know a lot of people this episode as opposed to that first rushed episode you know we got to see people like Lauren um who didn't really get much airtime at all during the first ep uh but it was kind of a refreshing pace gave me some hope uh that there are some likable people this season yeah, I, I don't. I think there's a lot. Like, I'm rooting for Allie. I like Ryan. I like Devin. Mm-hmm. Like, like just look at that tribe now. Even Patrick isn't a jerk. Right. He's just 
annoying. Like that's not a crime, uh, thankfully, or I would be in jail. Um, and you go over like it, with the exception of of Alan, um, nobody is really like, what is this person's deal yet? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Alan will still have a chance to hopefully redeem himself. So it, it's you know, it, it's coming off Millennials Gen X, we had like there was no villain. Like that was that was so unique to the series. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe this will return to that, but we shall see. Some people don't seem cut out for Survivor, and it, you know you, you always kind of get that, especially when you watch it every season, like we do. You know, I feel like you kind of get a, a feel after a couple episodes that there there are a couple people every season that are like good characters, you know, but you don't really have they have no shot of winning the game actually, but they're probably going to be amusing, you know, on television for a while. Uh, do you get that? sense with any of these players like like a guy like Allen he's already kind of showing his lack of game, in-game awareness um a guy like him isn't long for the game is that is that saying you know too much is that going on yeah, yeah I think Allen's a good example and you know it's easy to, to sit on our couches and to you know to, to nitpick but yes. like I said like it's they're, they're like you've got the six-person tribe you're you're solidly in the core four you have two people you can pick off you have, you know, your JP who, who is who is as physically imposing as you are, so you're not going to be, <laughs> right. you know, the first. Target. And then, for whatever, you know, for for because he he was afraid of a power couple, and he could have been a part of that. He could have made a power trio if he worked it. Um, it's it's always, you know, who knows if there's right or wrong. Like I always thought Tony Velachos was just a train wreck <laughs> uh, in in Cagayan, and you know he ended up winning. So. Right. Um, I don't, I don't, it, it just seems like the smart play seems to be, you know, you can't win it on day three, but you can certainly lose it on day three. Sure. Um, so, you know, if, 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 you know, if, if he has someone who can talk him down, if he has, if, you know, like sometimes you need that person that can know how to steer you in the right direction. Maybe that person's Ben, or maybe that person's Chrissy. Um, I, I wouldn't count Alan out just yet. I just think he had a, a really, really bad episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's one like the, the Patrick thing. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said. It's very important in Survivor to know how, not necessarily who you are, but how people view you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we all have our things about ourselves that we don't like. Um, I'm not following you. Yeah, like, I'm not following you there. I'm right. Not, like yeah. I'll, I'll catch myself. <laughs> you know, being at dinner and making a joke that's not a good joke and being like, oh, God, I hope nobody heard that. <laughs> uh, so it, it's just a matter of is Patrick, you know, you know, is, 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 can Patrick turn it around? Can somebody help him turn it around? Can someone like Orion, you know, point him in the right direction? Um, so I, I, don't think, I don't think of the remaining 16, I don't know if I would count anybody out. Um, not even not even Mike Zelaski because he, he seems to be, you know, Joe's like, I hate this guy. I want him gone, but he's really nice and I enjoy him. Yeah. So uh, somebody who has that kind of, you know, likability is is always going to have a shot. So I don't, I don't think anybody's out of the running at this point. No, and do you put a lot of uh, stock in, I mean, of course, you know, people, again, when you when you watch a show so much, uh, Survivor, unbelievably, has had over 500-some episodes now at this point. Um, you start to pick up patterns in editing. You know, a popular thing that Survivor fans online do is they try to pick the winners, you know, based on the edit. You know, and who's getting the winners at it, so to speak, and that sort of thing. Um, I the thing that I pointed out from episode one, there were like two characters that interested me from the preseason were Allie and Desi. Uh, but then at, through two episodes, we've gotten to see a lot of Allie, not so much of Desi. Does that 
Do you think that speaks to what people can expect down the road? Does that mean because we haven't seen a lot of Desi early on that she has no chance of winning? Do you buy into any of that editing stuff? I, I buy into the editing from a, you know, from a, like, here's the thing is if, if, if Desiree's not doing anything and her tribe hasn't been to tribal, to tribal council, so she had, like, they haven't had to turn on each other yet, there might not be anything to show. Okay. Um, a good example is Michelle Fitzgerald winning Survivor Corong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, she was one of those people, you know, you do the power rankings every, every week, as you do, and as you're doing them, you get to, you're like, I got to write a blurb for this person. I don't know a thing about them. <laughs> so you make whatever kind of dumb, obvious jo- joke you can. And right. she was one of those people. And, you know, she's someone who, who came back to win it. And I know it, it's easy in hindsight to look back and be like, oh, well, she did this thing. So clearly she was going to win, um, you know, in Survivor Samoa. Uh, a good example of that is... Um, the winner of that season, whose name is escaping me right now. Thank the, you, Wikipedia. Yeah, the, uh, Natalie White. Yeah, Natalie White. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember when, when Samoa was over, people being like, oh, it was obvious Natalie was going to win. And I'm like, hmm. you're better at this than I am because I did not see it. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of that is, is people after the fact um, okay. saying they know it. But, you know, there are things that tip them off. And, and at the end of the day, they want you to enjoy Survivor. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you're not going to enjoy it if you don't understand the payoff and the payoff is someone gets a million dollar check right and if you don't understand how they got there that's that's going to be frustrating for an audience so um i'd imagine there is something to it but as far as desiree i wouldn't count her out yet just because you know there, she hasn't had to do anything yet and i would tell people to be patient too you know because the, i i trust the show you know the show has been so good for so long that i i trust that they're going to get to the answers uh, a good example of that too is this season after episode one when chrissy didn't use the super idol everybody was kind of like what you know and like you like you said they had kind of portrayed in the episode that the two of them were close when in actuality they weren't as close as they were portrayed but we we had to wait all the way till the next episode to kind of get the explanation from Chrissy, and uh, it was actually pretty genius. You know, her idea to kind of hold on to this thing as a decoy idol and use it to her advantage moving forward was not something that a lot of uh, fans were thinking about during episode one. Right. I mean, and I do think it is like uh, again, that's it's great. It's a great idea. But like, it, it, we as an audience should have some reason. Like, like it, they should have explained that her and Katrina weren't that close. And I, I know yeah. they wanted to have the drama of us thinking she's going to play it and then her not playing it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it kind of does her a disservice um, that people are like, she's so dumb. Why didn't she do it? Um, but, you know, making the, the players look smart isn't always uh, top priority. Okay, yeah. So, you know, with uh... – these three tribes we have now, of course, we've seen two of them at Tribal Council. As you mentioned, healers, it's kind of hard to read because we haven't really seen them as far as their, their strategy. We, you know, we see Joe, uh, uh, you know, picking on, um, you know, Dr. Mike and Mike. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see the, the, the budding uh, showmance between Cole and Jessica, you know, and then Rourke and Desi we haven't seen much of. Hard to tell their, you know, the, the the dynamics of their strategies. But now that you've seen the other two tribes, um, who do you, I guess, who are you liking? I know you usually go out on a limb and predict a winner. Have you have you done that this season? Yeah, my my uh, my winner pick is Allie this season. Okay. Um, Josh Wiggler was out there um, for the preseason stuff, and and he did a fantastic job. And just covering it, like uh, it, it, she really kind of spoke to me. Um, and, and on her tribe, you, you know, you have her, you have Ryan. Uh, Ryan and Devin are obviously close. Um, it just it seems like 
that is like I'm not sure if if a swap is going to happen or when a swap is going to happen. I prefer them not doing the swaps too often um, because I have to redo the power rankings images, and I hate that. <laughs> um, have you? But, uh... You know, if, if this this seems like a, a tribe that um, a, a group that can definitely work together uh, from the healers. It's tough to call just because Joe seems like make a big move when you need to make a big move. Don't do it just to. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, I think because Tony was successful at that once, a lot of people have it in their head that you you got to do that. And that, that can cause trouble. Like, I like with the exception of Rourke and Desiree, who, you know, there just seems like no reason to target them. I could see any one of the four remaining people going out, you know, Wednesday night. Like, sure. I, I could make an argument for Joe, Cole, Chrissy, or Mike getting the boot. Sure. Um, I'm sorry, Jessica. Jessica, right. And if, and as far as the heroes, like like I said, if Alan can rein it in, and if someone maybe he needs maybe he needs that, maybe someone help him out. Um, talking about JP still not communicating with people kind of blew my mind. Um, my my first take is if someone accuses me of me being in a, a power couple, and you know like that you know they love to break those up. Be the most likable, be the most useful and 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 likable member of that power couple, and he's not talking to anybody. Apparently, Ashley. Is, is, is working with people, mm-hmm. um, talking to people. So that, that kind of blows my mind. Uh, I, you know, if, if they're going to be a keep the str- strong tribe kind of tribe, then surely, you know, JP would get, would get the nod over Ashley. But, you know, if Alan's still going to be bent on, on splitting those two up, Alan, uh, JP could be doing himself a huge disservice by not making himself the obvious choice to keep. Have you apologized to uh, Allie already for uh, picking her to win the season? I haven't. Um, I, I I don't have much communication with the, uh, the the cast until they they get the boot. So I'll be sure to let her know. Like when she's out, when she goes out Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'll be, I'll be like, I, I know you're probably wondering what happened, and I have to take full <laughs> responsibility. Um, here's the thing: is I've been covering this since Gabon, so we're getting close to, or is, wait, we're getting close to over, we're getting close to 20 seasons of me doing this. Wow. You would think the the numbers would finally, like the <laughs> odds say, like I would eventually, even a blind squirrel, eventually finds a nut. But there, that's um, one way of looking at it. Yeah. So maybe Allie has a good chance now, just because you're due. You're due to strike soon right, at some point. That's right. It's going to get to the point where I show up at the, the pregame press, and as they sit down, they're like, "You're going home, right?" And I'm like, "Yep." And they're like, "Do not pick me." Yeah. They don't. They're just going to be complete jerks to you because they do not want you to have any sense of likability whatsoever for them to pick you. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not a bad strategy. I don't blame them. <laughs> now we, you mentioned too, or way earlier, I wanted to talk to you about the, the age, just the the overall age of the cast of Survivor. Um, you know, we, gone are the days of like you know a cast with the look of you know Middle America. I guess you could say that the the Sioux Hawks and the the Rudies, you know, the older players um, playing next to the twenty year olds. The last couple seasons, we've gone younger and younger. We had, you know, Will a couple seasons ago was, uh, you know, a high schooler. Uh, this season, the oldest contestant is 46, which is not old, by the way, people. Uh, don't yeah. believe that that's old. No. Yeah. So what, is this just uh, an inevitability of, of television? Does it have more to do with, like you said, what they're getting out of the younger players as far as, um, you know, interest on screen? What do you think is the reason why we're seeing younger and younger casts? Well, like I said, uh, they were really happy, really happy with Millennials versus Gen X. They were really, I know Jeff was really happy with the, the youth and exuberance that the, the millennial, Millennials brought. 
Um, so, you know, I, I think they're probably going to go in that direction for a while. I think you lose something when you don't have your, you know, Penner's not old, but, you know, you're, mm. you're veterans. Like, you're, yeah. you're not, and I don't mean have played the game before, but you're people with more life experience. Sometimes yeah. I look at someone like, like Cole, and I think, you know what, I would eat this kid alive. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he it, it's, it's not saying he's not intelligent. Um, it's saying he just does not have, you know, the 41 years of dealing with people that I do. Sure. Uh, and, you know, to this, this, I don't know if this is what they're thinking of, but it also, you know, if they, you know, we're on season 78 right now, and if they keep wanting to go to 120, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, does, it doesn't hurt to have, um, a younger pool of returnees to call in. That's, that's um, second chance, uh, you know, the youngest person there was, uh, I'm not even sure what might have been Zeke or Aubrey or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you know, your Aussies and your Ceres are, you know, I don't say getting up there, but for the game, sure. you know, they're, they're not bringing chickens anymore. Sure. It was kind of gimmicky too. I mean, in, in a way, everybody loved Rudy, of course, and he's a survivor legend, but it, in a way it was kind of gimmicky when they're putting out 70 year old players to compete in these challenges and things like that alongside younger people. It was more the real idea of a social experiment where you're trying to mix as many people as you can from different walks of life and different ages and different, you know, ethnicities and all these kinds of things. They've tried it in so many ways. It's almost like, you know, to continue to get crazy with it is almost kind of like, I don't know, jump on the shark maybe. I don't know, though. Like, you know, Rudy could have won Survivor Borneo. If he wins yeah. that challenge, mm-hmm. if Richard Hatch wins that challenge and decides he needs to take Rudy or everybody's going to hate him, Rudy's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, run around Bob Crowley in Survivor Gabon. You know, that, again, that was my first ever pre, uh, pregame press and seeing this guy mm-hmm. and begging him to talk louder so my camera <laughs> can pick up his voice. I'm like, this guy. And him basically being like, I'm just here for a CBS-funded vacation. Um <laughs> You know, and then him winning. Like, it, it, I, I think as, as, as long as, you know, um, you know the, the person has a shot at winning, I have no problem, you know, casting the older people. And you talked about, you know, your personal, um, you know, excitement level kind of waning after the whole, you know, thing that happened last season with Werner and, and Zeke. Um, so Survivor as a whole, you know, is still strong. It's still winning. It's time slot. Uh but the numbers have kind of gradually gone down and down as far as total viewers, things like that. Do you do you think we are in? Do you think Survivor has peaked and that we're kind of on the downward slope of of its existence? Um, not to say that it's going away anytime soon, but do you kind of think that the Survivor heyday is over as far as uh, its impact on on television? Well, I think you know every TV show that is successful peaks and then dies. Mm-hmm. Um, American Idol was the biggest thing in the world, and now they're desperate to reboot it years later after mm-hmm. people stopped caring about it. And that's just that's just the the TV environment today. Uh, you know, I can watch whatever I want, whenever I want, at the push of a button from the comfort of my couch. Um, there are a, a thousand and one options for me to to watch, and Survivor is just one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Survivor, oddly, uh, more so than most shows. Um, has been has has its like you know it, it was the biggest show on TV in 2000 mm-hmm. and it is it is it has gone down but like it has kind of reached a plateau which most shows don't do mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of that is because families watch it I think little kids like it blows my mind that little kids like Survivor <laughs> and it you know sure. it's, it's the adventure and the games and things like that it, it, when, whenever I talk to my like I have my Survivor friends I talk Survivor with you know um, you know you and Dalton Ross and Josh mm-hmm. Wiggler and, and you know castaways and things along those lines but other than that I don't know many adults that actually watch Survivor just a handful of my sure. my real world friends um, but a 
lot of people will come up to me and tell me that their kids love it and are into it. And can I get them a buff? And wow. um, so, it, you know, it, it's I, I think as long as Survivor continues to do its number um, in that in that ballpark, it's going to be fine. Because like you said, you know, I, I think Empire might be beating it. Um, not uh, in, in the in the uh, demographic, not in, in right. the total uh, total people watched. Um, but, you know, as long as you could do that number, like I think most networks would take that all day, every day. Um, so I, I, I think Survivor, you know, is, you know, Amazing Race doesn't do as well as Survivor and it's still sticking around. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, no, I, I think Survivor, you know, Jeff, Jeff is happy with it. Um, you know, him being the producer, like that, that's a, that's a big part of it. And, and there are times when Jeff hasn't been into it. It's been, sure. it's been pretty, pretty easy to tell, but like, you know, he, he's loving it. Um, so I, I think Survivor's got a ways to go. And I remember when we were at 20, Heroes Villains, everybody's like, it, this will probably be it. This is the end <laughs> right. on 20. That'll be great. And here we are, you know, Close it, approaching like, 40, it, it, yeah. worlds apart. Mark Burnett, it worlds apart. They were like, should we do something big because it's the 30th? And he's like, no, it's just our 30th. So he, he'll keep it on forever if he can. So I, I am not concerned about Survivor going away. It's, it's easy to interject energy into it when you can reinvent it, you know, every, every season, you know, if you didn't like something, you can just totally scrap it and go to something yeah. completely different. And, it, and they show that they have resources of ideas, you know, they keep coming up with different tweaks and different ways to do things. Um, that being said, it didn't play out perfectly. I know we talked about the super idol earlier, but did you, did you like that twist in this game, even though it didn't kind of uh, come to fruition as with an idol being played that first episode? I thought it was cool. Like I, I, I like. Here's the thing. I, like I think you, it, you run the risk of our, of uh, advantage getting sometimes where you know five people have an idol and yeah. two people have this blah blah blah. So I kind of liked that it was like, one and done. Um, I think Ryan played it perfectly. He used it to start an alliance. He used it to potentially start an alliance after a merge. Um, you know, the, Christy has it as a fake idol. Like I, I think, short of short of it actually saving somebody's uh, skin like it was it was used pretty pretty well pretty creatively mm -hmm. and um I, I i don't know if if the producers are happy with it but um i, I thought it it, did, it 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 served its purpose okay well uh this week coming up uh, you know episode three just kind of brief look ahead to the episode the, the big kind of uh, tease with the episode is is the showmance again with cole and uh and jessica and and how that kind of seems to uh looks like cole re you know reveals we see him kind of revealing the information that Joe told him about his idol and the, that they found it together. Uh, he tells Jessica, uh, in general, are showmances good ideas? Not that it's in these people's control. Oh, if I had the opportunity, I would absolutely start a, a showmance with Cole. How can you not? Um, <laughs> but, but you said you wanted to hey, eat them, eat them up later earlier. So yeah, I, I, I picked up on that. I think um, any, you just don't want to give people a reason. Because they're, they're going to, like, if someone wants to go on, they can come up with a reason, but you don't want to give them a reason. You don't want, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Jessica, it is a mistake to, we go to tribal council, and what are we going to do? Well, I like Mike, and, you know, I'm in alliance with Joe, but, like, man, I just don't want Chrissy, I don't want Jessica and Cole together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it comes down to those two, it's going to be Jessica, because they're going to want Cole for the, the challenge strength. So, um yeah, just never, never a good idea um, to be in a in a power couple. At least not one that people know about. Like, mm -hmm. play it cool. Sure. Um, so, just, then, uh, I'm actually power ranking. Uh, was power ranking before you called, um, okay. and uh, Je I think Jessica's going to be on the bottom of my list. 
Okay, yeah, well, that was that, a nice segue there, Gordon. Uh, you're a pro at this. Thank you. I was going to ask you now, you know, tell everybody about the power rankings. This is something that you do every season. I know that uh, every season you have a kind of a new uh, person that you uh, go up against in your power rankings um, that are, you know, on a, your, your column, XfinityTV.com. Uh, why don't you tell people about your power rankings and who you are up against this season? Sure. Um, every week we rank the players based on how safe we think they are, on a scale of one to whatever. Uh, one being the safest and the lowest number being the, uh, sorry, the highest number being the least safe. And if, uh, you know, you get points based on who gets voted out. Um, this season we are, uh, I'm ranking against Aubrey Bracco from Survivor Korong, also Survivor Second Chance. No, Survivor Game Changers, that's uh-huh. it. Um, and she's doing a great job. She's, her, her stuff is a lot of fun to read. So if you get a chance, check it out. That seems like a good challenge. Uh, Aubrey seems very game savvy. Yes, very much. Especially like you know, sometimes you, you you know you get partnered with somebody and like they're entertaining and maybe they're not that savvy. She knows her stuff, so I, I'm definitely in for um, a battle. <laughs> and what I like too about your power rankings is you point out that just because you have somebody ranked like at the top of that list, you know, uh, doesn't mean that that's who you're picking like to win the game at this point. It's just like they're the safest this coming week, basically, based on whatever's happening in the game at that time. Correct. Very cool. Well, last thing, too, I wanted to mention, I always ask you about this because uh, this is something that I love, uh, but you know, I know that you are involved and that you're the curator of the Survivor Hall of Fame. Uh, usually we hear from the Hall of Fame in terms of uh, the fall season, towards the end of the fall. Uh, is there, what do you have planned this year? Is there anything going on with the Survivor Hall of Fame that you want people to know about at this point? I actually don't know if we're going to be doing the Survivor Hall of Fame this year. There you go. Um, breaking news. There's, you know, breaking news. Um, you know, there, there's a a lot of other things going on, uh, right now. So it, it might not be something that we can really commit our time to. Um, but if we do, um, I of course would be uh, reaching out for you for that, uh, committee vote. Well, I appreciate that for sure, uh, and I know people have enjoyed that kind of thing, and, and if, if not that, I'm sure that whatever you throw their way, um, people are going to be interested in, but um, there you go, people. No Survivor Hall of Fame. That's it. That could be the closed <laughs> chapter then. You're saying this could be the the class of the season, of the show. That I might mean. be it. Yeah, could be that it. That might be it. Sweet. Well, uh, anything else you want to add? Anything, uh, people, how they can find you on Twitter or the, the Facebook or any of those kinds of things? Here, I'm on the uh, Twitters at, uh, at Gordon Holmes, uh, also on the Instagrams at uh, Gordon W. Holmes, because somebody got to Gordon Holmes before <laughs> I could. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, you know, look out for Power Rankings every Monday or Tuesday, depending on when we get around to them. We have episode recaps on Wednesday, now featuring the uh, Survivor episode report card. Okay. Very exciting. Okay. And then uh, Thursday, of course, uh, Exit Press with the booted Survivor. And what's this report card? Oh, I was I, I kind of I was kind of getting bored of my my recap style, so I wanted to switch things up a bit. So now, uh, one of the things we do is at the bottom of every recap is a report card grading everybody based on how well I think they performed uh, okay. that episode. All right, fantastic. Well, there you have it, uh, Gordon. Uh, as always, as you know, uh, I love talking with you. Uh, I appreciate your time, and I look forward to reading uh, your stuff and following your stuff the rest of the season. And uh, hoping that this season can uh, pull some uh, excitement and, and rekindle that survivor, uh, you know, candle you got burning inside of you. Every marriage goes through tough times. Uh, <laughs> and that's where we are now. <laughs> A great analogy. Well, with that, Gordon, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we will we'll see you around. Great. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Gordon. Bye. So there you go. It's always fascinating and cool to talk uh, talk with Gordon. 
Uh, I thank you again for joining me here uh, once again this season, and I hope you guys all enjoyed that. Uh, so just a reminder, we have another podcast coming this week, uh, as usual. Uh, it'll be out on Thursday this week. Uh, it'll have the next exit interview with the person voted off of uh, Episode 3, which airs uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, October 11th. So, yeah, uh, check that out. Make sure that you uh, look out for my uh, recap on realitytea.com. It'll be out either Wednesday night following the episode or by Thursday morning at the absolute latest. So you can look for that there. And then also the podcast, uh, if you're not subscribed already on Podbean or iTunes, you can also get the podcast by following me on realitytea.com. Uh, or on Twitter is always the easiest way to get things from me, at Tom Santilli. So I uh, thank you once again for joining me here with my chat with Gordon Holmes from XfinityTV.com. And uh, we look forward to Episode 3 of Survivor coming out Wednesday. Uh, We'll see you afterward. Thank you, guys. Bye.